Hi there, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and across the Six Nations as Europe's elite go head-to-head in rugby's oldest international competition. Each week, we'll be looking at the QBE predictor, which forecasts the results of each round of matches. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe now and download wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm John Weeks, and this is The Leader. The UK is heading towards a level three heat wave alert, with temperatures set to soar to well above 30 degrees Celsius at the end of the week. It's the latest reminder that global warming is escalating and has provoked fresh calls for a focus on cutting emissions and using more green energy. The Royal Meteorological Society says because of climate change, England and Wales will experience at least one heatwave a year by 2050, with temperatures potentially reaching 40 degrees about once every 15 years by the end of the century. But what exactly is causing such intense heatwaves in the UK and how significant can they be for our health? Met Office meteorologist Greg Dewhurst joins me now. So, Greg, first of all, we're coming up to a level three heatwave alert. Can you tell us what that means? Yeah, so heat level alert is um, a threshold-based system set up uh, for Public Health England to alert the NHS when there could be a a rise in number of of cases coming into local hospitals and doctors relating to heat stress and heat health related issues such as dehydration and and things like that. So usually it largely affects the vulnerable of the population, so the elderly, the very young, uh, anyone sort of susceptible to the heat. So uh, it's categorised in terms of how the heat may affect our NHS and our local services. At the same time, we also have a more publicly known warning system through our website, which is our extreme heat warning, which comes into force from Sunday, runs through Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So that is more about sort of impacts everybody will see. So sort of high temperatures and and advice on staying cool, uh, such as drinking lots of water and things like that. So there is a difference between the two. The heat health alert is more related to our sort of emergency services uh, and how they may cope with the heat, whilst our warning systems uh, are more to do with sort of everybody overall and how the heat may affect everybody. And the alert is in place from Sunday until Tuesday. Can you talk us through what is causing such high temperatures for such a prolonged time? Yeah, so over the last few days, it has been very warm, locally hot across the UK. We've seen temperatures in the low 30s. This has all been down to high pressure across the UK. So the weather's very blocked at the moment. It's not unusual in in the summer months to sort of see blocking of weather patterns, slow moving weather patterns. But uh, sometimes you may get stuck under low pressure systems and you see sort of cool conditions, wet and windy weather, like we saw at the end of June, very beginning of July. But the last week or so, we've been on sort of the high pressure side of systems and, and that's allowed temperatures to build across the UK day on day on day. Um, We are seeing a slight lowering of the temperatures the next couple of days. So rather than the low 30s, it's more like the high 20s uh, and a little bit less warm at night time too. However, 
uh, the high pressure that's in charge of our weather at the moment as we end the weekend in, and go into the beginning of next week. It's just going to move a little bit further east and, and what that does is allow the winds to change direction to a southerly direction. And then we have to look at what's going on in Europe and at the moment in Europe it is very hot indeed. We've got temperatures widely in the, the mid to high 30s locally into the 40s across parts of Spain and France. So that heat's going to go somewhere and with southerly winds we will draw some of that heat towards us, particularly at the beginning of next week. And and this is when we'll see imported heat from the near continent. And we could see temperatures indicating our models at the moment of, of temperatures widely in the, the low to mid thirties across central southern parts of the UK, the the high twenties, possibly locally uh, into the thirties further north too. And then perhaps there is a small chance at this stage we could see locally high thirties in the south, which it's unusual for the UK. I say it's unusual. Um, it seems to be becoming more and more common. The record in the UK is 38.7 degrees, and that was set in 2019. Even in 2020, we saw temperatures in the mid-30s. So these sort of events, extreme events, seem to be becoming more common. I was looking back at years of when we saw over 35 degrees. Uh, 1976, we saw 30 over 35 degrees. And then since sort of 2005 to 2010 onwards we're you know sort of almost seeing 35 degrees on a yearly basis it will be extreme we're not used to it in this country so it is worth keeping up to date with the met office forecasts and, and information over the coming days and it is another clear sign of global warming how exactly do co2 emissions cause this sort of weather event Yes, so climate change, global warming, is, is it happens due to the amount of carbon dioxide in our atmosphere. The more CO2 is in the atmosphere, sort of the more heat is trapped sort of within sort of the Earth's atmosphere and, and, and where we are uh, sort of close to the surface as well. So we just see a build and build of, of temperatures sort of particularly noticeable in the winter months as well. You know, it's not hot, but um, the lack of snow, the lack of frosts, you know, becoming more and more prevalent um, across this part of the world in particular. So it's it's sort of the the overall global um, sort of temperature rise is just sort of getting more and more sort of heat sort of trapped. So it's sort of CO2 acts like a, a blanket in a way in our atmosphere and it's sort of stopping the heat that radiates from the Earth sort of from leaving. So it just starts building up and up and up. There's always anomalies. There's always years that will be colder. That you know there are events that may happen that sort of cool things down every so often too. When we had the Tonga volcano um, go off, there was initial thoughts that that might have an effect on our climate for a while. But um, again, sort of from that, nothing um, was released that sort of could cool the atmosphere down it wasn't i think it needs to be um sort of sulfur dioxide sort of help cool things down i believe so i think overall it hasn't made an effect and it won't make an effect um so at this stage it looks like sort of things will continue to rise and do you think we will see at least one severe heat wave every year by 2050 as the royal meteorological society's findings suggest Yes, yes. Sort of our climate scientists here at the Met Office, that's sort of their role really is to sort of predict what sort of conditions will be like in the UK and around the world, you know, sort of in the future. And then all models are suggesting that sort of heat waves like we're going to see coming up will become more and more common rather than sort of every 5, 10, 15 years or so be every year. And then the extremes will become more extreme. And, you know, at some point we will we'll be looking at you know, temperatures over 40 degrees, which has never happened in the UK that we've recorded. For the first time, 
in history, our weather models a week or so ago were forecast, you know, extreme, but coming up with 40 degrees and over in, in places of the UK, which we've never seen on our models across the UK before. So something that was a few years ago looking like 2050 or in 100 years time, you know, it seems to be rapidly approaching a lot quicker, which is which is very scary. Let's take a break now. Coming up, climate scientist Dr Eunice Lowe tells us how heat waves affect our health. Unfortunately, heat waves do kill people. We have consistently seen mortality associated with extreme heat during heat waves in England. I'm now joined by Dr Eunice Lowe, a climate scientist from the University of Bristol. So Eunice, we're headed for a level three heatwave alert this weekend. What are the health risks associated with that level of temperature? Yeah, so I do research on risk to health and unfortunately heatwaves do kill people. In the past decade, we have consistently seen mortality associated with extreme heat during heatwaves in England. And for example, in 2020, so 2020, the UK Health Security Agency estimated over 2,500 excess deaths that were related to heat during three heat episodes, like heat wave episodes. So, you know, some people are badly affected. And also there are different heat-related illnesses associated with heat, for example, heat exhaustion, heat stroke, and these can be dangerous as well. And I know you're calling on people not to trivialise heat waves by calling them just hot and sunny days. Why is that? Yeah, I think there's a danger where when we trivialise a heat wave, we normalise it. That makes, you know, the public forget about the danger or the risk associated with a heat wave. Obviously, you know, the summer season is in general, you know, warmer than other seasons that we have. But a heat wave is by definition an extreme and a rare event. They are becoming more frequent because of climate change, but by definition they are still an extreme event that we need to be cautious about. And it appears to be another symptom of climate change and global warming. How do we know that is the cause? We know because we have a field in climate science called attribution science, where we can attribute extreme events to human-induced climate change by looking at, you know, a world where you don't have the human emissions of greenhouse gases in it, in a computer model, and a world where you include every natural things and also the human emissions of greenhouse gases in it. And then we don't see an increasing trend in the observed temperature trend that's increasing and also observed increasing trend in extreme events in the world that doesn't have human influence. So by that, we know that the trends that we see in increasing temperatures and also in certain extreme events and increasing heat waves can be attributed to human activities. That's mainly from our burning of fossil fuels. So yeah, we we do know that heat waves in particular have been made more likely to happen because of human activities. So are we looking at a future now where we get these extreme temperatures every year? I mean, how bad are we expecting it to get? Yeah, so before talking about the future, we have already seen an increase in heat waves, for example. So for the UK record, which we have a record um, since 1884, I think, which is a very long 
record of temperature, the top 10 hottest years on this record have all occurred since 2002. So we know that these extreme heats or like hot weather is happening more frequently, even in our observational records. And looking into the future, it really depends on what we do. The more kind of greenhouse gases we put into the atmosphere, the warmer the climate is going to get, and we'll expect more heat waves to happen as well. I think one study recently showed that according to climate projections in models, that, you know, 40 degrees somewhere in the UK could happen in the future, the frequency of which will depend on what kind of emission pathways we take internationally, I suppose. And we've had so many climate conferences now, the most recent and significant really being COP26 last year. Do you think we're seeing enough changes in terms of swapping to greener energy and cutting emissions? I think the more action, the better. Like the more action we do to mitigate climate change, to reduce our carbon footprint, the better. Because the warmer the climate gets, the worse it is for us and it's harder to adapt to. So Definitely more progress is, you know, appreciated and um, international meetings like COPs are important in this progress. And do you think policymakers and those in charge will see these dramatic changes in our weather and things like these heat waves and be prompted to take action because of them? I don't know for sure if they will take notice um, because I don't know them, but I would hope that they do. And um, I saw on the news, I think, that um, the chief scientific officer gave a brief about the climate crisis to MPs, you know, a few days ago. And so I do hope that, you know, policymakers do take notice of this emergency and the the impacts of, of climate change, really, on the society, on our health, which, you know, as we know from COVID, is linked to the economy and everything else. There's more news, interviews and analysis in the Evening Standard newspaper and online at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. We're back tomorrow at 4pm.